everyone. Welcome to Zonan Canada. I'm your host, Jesse Betteridge. Uh, this, of course, is a podcast focusing on the connections between anime and Canadian media. And joining me once again, after uh, a little bit of a hiatus, is Carl Olson. Carl, how are you doing? What's uh, what's what's up with you? I'm, I'm doing all right. I am just enjoying my new laptop that I purchased recently and uh, have otherwise been, been taking it easy. Uh Got some new music on deck, probably for the end of the year. Um, but you know, good stuff. Uh, I and just being really lazy and like not watching anything current. <laughs> Nothing current at all. That's, just uh, being. I'm, I'm just like forget it. I'm just gonna like. I'm just gonna nostalgia bomb on Retro Crush. Like they added, they added gravitation, which is bad. Sure it's like that, that. That's just junk food. But I don't <laughs> care. It's junk food that like helped me become the anime nerd I am today. So every once in a while, I'll just pop that up on the mobile phone. I, I think people will be genuinely, if they haven't seen Gravitation, I think they'll be genuinely surprised at it if they go back and, and watch it now that it's, uh. People don't remember how goofy that show is. <laughs> it is a very comedic show. Um, and, 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 and in like a genuinely well-timed, like, you know, gag manga way. And it, you, nothing about the rest of the image of the show suggests that. <laughs> And um, they, they've added a bunch of other stuff on Retro Crush. I saw, oh, it's, yeah, it's loaded. Uh, it's Stel- like Stelvia I mean, is on there yeah, now. Yeah, I watched a bit of that too. Uh, Nad- Nadesco. Yeah, um, it's all looks great too. Yeah. Like that's the part that kills me. Is just like for a while, it's like some of this stuff was circulating on like other legit service. Like some of this, I don't know. Like these specifically, maybe not. But like there's a bunch of stuff that's free on Tubby, but it, it, it Tubi, and it looks awful. Like it's like yeah. the, just the worst encoding in the universe. Everything on Retro Crush looks pretty good and the few things that they have had that have had trouble they've gone back and fixed like there were some issues with their dear brother encodes that they went back and and cleaned up um it was awesome uh, while they were up because they just completely glitched out and looked like you know uh you know digital decimation style art glitch art they've they've added dirty pair it is just the dvd version mm-hmm. uh because right stuff is currently uh, doing a Kickstarter to get a dub produced for the uh, the high definition masters that they want to put out as a Blu-ray, uh, and yes. this well, apparently was not possible before because this is one of those situations where the music and effects track wasn't available. But um, they uh, they magically found it, uh, as which seems to be a bit of a trend these days because people are actually looking properly now. And uh, we're getting people a... are just being shamed into doing their job right. <laughs> and also when people are looking for other things, like there's a real sense of camaraderie with the modern, like the the more independent anime distributors. I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're all just writing archivists. Finally, maybe that was the whole thing. Is you're always supposed to slip them twenty bucks. <laughs> As I mentioned, like a couple episodes ago, uh, a lot a lot of the time they hide behind this excuse that there was a warehouse fire or something or something that's making. Um, making those um, masters permanently inaccessible, but uh, I think we've the the layers of bullshit are being peeled off now, and we. Uh... I, I, I think what it's welling down to is like, yes, there are there have been some major warehouse fires in Hollywood. However, uh, it, what's very obvious is the accounting of what's in the warehouse is garbage. So at any given point, they may have moved to a third tertiary location and then on and then some until you're like, oh, that wasn't that hasn't been in that archive for like 20 years. It's been in this one. <laughs> I, I am tempted to support that dirty pair of uh, Blu-ray Kickstarter and get the, the set with the series and the, mo- the movies and the OVAs. But ordering from Canada means that you're going to have to deal with some some pretty nasty shipping 
on that on top of you know a very yeah. high price tag to begin with. So I might am probably just going to be waiting till 2023 when I can get that set for still a high price off of right stuff, but can combine it with a bunch of other stuff and get free. Yeah, you can get because. yeah get it get the order up. I'm yeah. I'm back and forth on like do I order like the Doge pre-order and the Ava and like do I do a bunch of pre-orders or do or do I admit to myself that like I have Blu-ray sitting on my shelf that I have unwrapped, but I have not watched. So, um, so <laughs> it's it's hard it's it's hard to justify. And also, hey, just just wait fear, until fear, like fear. someone's library uh, gets purged from one of these services, and a whole bunch of titles go missing. Uh, it's you know it's probably going to happen eventually, and then you're going to be glad that you have some of those titles handy to watch. I mean, I mean, I mean, with some of these, it's just like, oh, this will be finally a good version of it to have. Like, yeah. you know, it's like. Eva, like I've got a copy of my parents, it's, and it's the Platinums. They're fine. Um, stuff like Kadocha, it's like, yeah, I have the old Funimation DVDs, having that all on SD Blu-ray, and more importantly, the back half we never got because of and the restored possible music. licensing nightmare <laughs> stuff. Oh yes, and of course the restored music, uh, rotten hell, Johnny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't, but I will. Um, it's funny because it's true. He was a terrible. Uh, he was a terrible, terrible person. Like, yeah, dr- drag like, him. Uh, apparently, that uh, hopefully uh, this um, the, the the death of Johnny Gitigawa has also uh, lowered the price of that first Inuyasha opening um, for anyone who might stream it in the future, which I hope maybe happens in Canada eventually, because um, we're still just stuck with uh, whatever Netflix has. I'll get into that a little later. Um, while we're just on the topic of Retro Crush, one other thing. Uh, they yeah. did also add another title. Uh, this mm-hmm. isn't re- I don't think it actually does qualify as retro. It's only from 2011, but it's called... Jesse, it has to now. Sorry, that's 10 years old. Like it... 15 years is like the the line uh, for for retro uh, in my mind. Anime years are like decades. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> anyway, re- legitimate retro title, um, or Lagrange Flower of Rene, uh, which is this Yuri Mecha series from 2011. Uh, f- notably, this was one of the titles that Viz Media held the rights to for most of last decade and did not make available streaming anywhere in Canada ever until they lost the rights uh, about two or three years ago. Uh, now it's resurfaced on a service we can actually watch. So yeah, there you go. I'm, uh, I've heard good things about it, so I might check it out myself. I, I, I saw it there on the service myself, and I saw, like, one, remember Mecha Series? Remember when we used to get those, you know, semi-regularly instead of Isekai? And, and then, two, I saw, like, <laughs> yeah, you, you get We get, um, like, maybe three or four a year at this point out of, like, almost 200 shows. So Yeah, yeah. it's it's like, you like by ratio, you think we should just be awash in them, but it's, you know... All the guys who nope. know how to draw the robots, they're they're retiring or dying. So yeah. they're, they're not. It's not being passed on. So well, it's not even are. that. It's that if you can draw the robots, go work in video games and make many multiples the money. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Draw robots and starve, or <laughs> uh, it's sad because it's true. Um. But yeah, no, I've been really happy with Retro Crush, and it's also just awesome to like with the the live stream, the 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 linear to just like flip something on at like two in the morning. It's like just run in blue sub uncut. <laughs> to be fair, they're when you flip it on, they're usually playing the Street Fighter animated series. This is true. Uh, which is like, is it play, still? Play, is it still? Things. Which is like, I can appreciate that as a joke, but like, is it still a joke when you're playing it that frequently? 
Um, I, I, I do think there's other things I'd like to see them cycle on. Um, but like, like I said, it's, it is nice to sort of, you know, it's sort of like uh, occasionally both them and Con TV anime run different versions of Boogie Bop <laughs> Phantom. Yeah. Like different subtitles, different versions of the subtitles or different ways they're subtitled. Um, which is like, again, just fantastic to like flip on and you're like, oh, it's just this, 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 this classic that, uh, aesthetically, I mean, again, like visually, they just, they don't do that style of, of muted. It'd be so much easier to do that now. And like, nah, everything's, everything looks blown out. Uh, so if you, if you haven't noticed yet, um, we don't have a particular focus on this episode. We're just going to no. be talking about, uh, just rounding up specific news items because it's been a while since we've just had a, an open-ended episode where we just kind of talk about what's been going on. Uh, so and what I we've wa- been doing, yeah, uh, in terms of enjoying media in Canada. <laughs> yeah. So uh, b- before we kind of jump into things, uh, I did have to acknowledge one thing. Uh, so mm-hmm. back in episode 79, I had Mike Tool on, and we discussed a bunch of, or th- we discussed the history of. Osamu Tezuka anime that was dubbed in Canada, and I am so sorry, folks. I missed one. You blew um, it. I t- I blew it. I I let everyone down. Um. So I, yeah, I did miss one. So the title I missed, uh, and I knew this existed. So I don't. I can't believe I overlooked it. Um. It was a preschooler targeted show from 2014 uh, called Little Astro Boy. It it ran for a total of eight 11 minute episodes. Um, so it was produced by Tezuka Productions and Yomiuri TV in Japan, where it aired in Japan. Um, not- and they produced an English dub with uh, Ocean Studios. A uh, bunch of people, names you'll you'll probably recognize were in there. Um, Chantel Strand, Shannon Chan Kent, a uh, friend of the show Cole Howard, um, and a few others uh, lent their voices. You can find this show on YouTube if you want to check it out. Uh, there's not a whole lot of it. Most interestingly, the only other country where this show aired, apart from Japan, and this is where the English dub was run, was in Nigeria. Uh, it ran on the Nigerian broadcaster Channels TV, and it was v- practically a co-production because uh, they actually had some animators from Nigeria go to Japan and work on it. Which, uh, yeah, interesting, interesting little uh, curiosity there, little Astro Boy. Again, on YouTube, if you do want to check that one out. And I'm, uh, I'm thinking to myself, I, I had Mike back on the show again. I could have mentioned that when he was here and done a, a segment. But, um, oh, well, it's done. In other uh, dub news, um, in this uh, so in this hellscape where all our treasured and well-remembered Vancouver dubs are being dubbed over for various reasons, um, we learned just uh, a few weeks ago that one of the most important and influential anime series of all time is getting a new dub... For the first time in English, uh, produced in Vancouver, and it's Future Boy Conan. Uh, G-Kids is finally putting out the box set for that series in November. And yeah, it, uh, it is a full-fledged Ocean Studios dub with a Vancouver cast. Um, this was likely not funded by G-Kids itself. It looked like it was... Um, it looks like it was the uh, the result of uh, government initiatives in Japan, specifically an organization called JLOD. I don't know if they're connected to Cool Japan. I think they're they're a separate thing. But it kind of you know kind of kind of emerged from that same bureaucratic framework uh, that we all know and love. For gotta love stuff being done in Canada on the basis of tax credits, even if they're not Canadian tax credits. See, that's the thing. I don't know if they're even <laughs> saving money by sending these projects to Canada, but I think that. A lot of these 
um, like uh, sort of government initiatives in Japan and you know studios that are kind of running things from from there. Mm-hmm. I think they're just used to sending things to Canada and they do it out of habit. Like I, I think that's I think that's why World Trigger <laughs> was sent to Ocean because it was it was Toei um, handling that themselves. Uh, but in any case, uh, I am looking forward to this dub and I'm looking forward yep. to owning that show finally because this is the first time it has ever ever been available widely and fully in English. Yeah. And that's just crazy because it's the first TV series directed by Hayao Miyazaki. So, you know, you'd think that it would be um, more widely available, but apparently there have been weird um, rights issues with it. So that happens. So I'm glad, I'm always glad to see things get out of rights hell. And obviously Future Boy Conan being tremendously influential, um, you know, like so much of Future Boy Conan's DNAs and things like Nadia, which then, you know, basically gets... Big concepts from that get reused by Ano from himself for Ava and so on and so forth. You, mm. you know, like the genetics is deep in anime, Back to Future Boy Conan. So the fact that it has been missing it's, from the English speaking world in some ways has been a lost signifier in our lexicon. And I think as we see that out there, there's going to be a bunch of people spotting stuff and being like, oh, that was this. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I'm sure many of us have heard how, you know, Rebecca Sugar and Ian Joe's Quarty, um, Okay, Kato very much, and uh, and Steven Universe directly influenced by it. Like this is a title that's been taken for granted um, by animators and in its home country for for so long, and now you know you're kind of going to get that context um, yeah. uh, directly, which is uh, which is fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, no it, longer going to be like an animator's animation. It yeah. will be in everyone's everybody's animation finally. <laughs> yeah. Um, in other dub news. The new Gintama movie is coming out, and there was a lot of speculation about what was going to happen with the dub for that film, because we have now gone through a few different dub casts for Gintama, and, you know, as us, as many may know, the most popular cast by far was the Vancouver cast that was used for, for their dub of Season 3. So the, the movie, uh, which is being put out by Eleven Arts, is not getting a Vancouver-produced dub, However, the three principal actors from that dub, Michael Dangerfield, who's Gintoki, uh, Cole Howard, who's Shinpachi, and jo- uh, Jocelyn Lowen, who's Kagura, will be reprising their roles. Uh, and I think it is otherwise going to be a um, L.A. dub. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, it, that's a win, I guess. It's one of these things where at some point here, certainly as the past couple of years have shown us, the idea that dubs need to be like they're going to happen in this studio in this place and so on and so forth there has been a lot of things that have been able to get done because we now have entire workflows built around the idea that people don't have to be in a place to do this and that this is particularly of things in entertainment that get done this is a particularly amenable to remote flexible things so if there's you know there's dream casts that people are going to be able to put together um, that I think will ultimately make everyone a little happier and should hopefully mean everybody has more work because you can be like, this person can jump on an LA dub and they're in Vancouver. This person can jump and, you know, vice versa. Um, there's just a lot of opportunities there yeah. that I think are positive. I mean, seeing, uh, and it's also, it's very clear that like it's provided a pathway for people who were clearly just passionate fans to like really make, uh, a business out of this and when you see that sort of synergistically in discotheque being hobbyists turning that into a business who are then hiring sound canes to do dubs who are hobbyists turning that into a business like that's 
I can't help but just smile. I'm yeah. very happy to see it. It's um, um I mean the the downside of course is that being able to easily put the uh those favorite actors into projects will yeah. decrease the incentive to actually send the projects to uh to Canadian studios, but I mean this is just the world we live in. So got it is what it is. If anyone is wondering, um, the Gintama movie will be playing in Canadian theaters. Uh, Eleven Arts has been very good with that. They got um, nice. they got Shirobako out in theaters, and that was uh, I went to go see that. I was the only person in the theater. Uh, first time in my life, it was it was an experience, uh, and I, I think yes, Gintama's pro. Sorry. That's a safe way to see it. <laughs> yeah. and, I went uh, to a movie, and it was perfectly fine. <laughs> yes. And uh, I, I expect the situation will be a little different with Gintama, because it is a much more popular series. But um, there there you go. Gintama playing in Canadian theaters with your favorite Canadian actors. There you go. Nothing, nothing to complain about there. Um, one other thing uh, I wanted to bring up. I've actually been wanting to mention this on the show for a while, but I just haven't had an opportunity, is that there are now J-dramas running on CBC Gem. Uh, or rather, there are two J-dramas that they added um, to tie in with the Tokyo Summer Olympics, uh, which, a bit of a strange choice, because you'd think they'd go with the, the most easy-to-license content for something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas J-dramas are notoriously difficult to license a lot of the time. But they picked up two. They picked up the Japanese version of Suits, and they it's also just the up... weirdest thing to see, by the it's, way. I watched uh, an episode of that, and I'm just like, yeah, they made a Japanese version of a USA Network dramedy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, it's uh, it, from what I've seen, it is not very good. I, I don't think I can recommend that one. It's so beyond weird. the curiosity of yeah, you seeing how watch they do one. It. Watch one just if also just so that CBC gets the feedback that like yeah we can put this up maybe not yeah. this one what <laughs> I generally uh, what I do recommend is the other drama that they picked up called Miracles um, so it's a it's a, it's a really fun series about this college instructor who is very clearly on uh, the autism spectrum and he's you know very um, uh, very obsessed with animals and he uses it as use that as a way to sort of navigate his uh, social relationships and a lot of it is him coming out of his shell and reaching out to other people um, in a lot of ways it uh, I found it's uh, you know it, it is very much a J-drama in the ways you'd expect it to be but I thought it was a lot of fun really engaging um, and it stars Issei Takahashi uh, who well I should point out he is I'm pretty sure he's not on the autism spectrum so I think that 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 decision might might rub some people the wrong way but um, he's you know, he he is quite delightful and engaging in the series. Um, I thought it was also worth noting that this actor, um, who is best known as the voice of Seiji from Whisper of the Heart, back uh, the original Studio Ghibli film, um, he also plays Rohan Kishibe in the new live-action Thus Spoke Rohan Kishibe uh, J-drama that's running in Japan right now, uh, which is, of course, is a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure spinoff. So that means that Miracles is technically JoJo's adjacent, too. So that's a reason to watch. And then, who knows, maybe if it does well, they'll get more stuff uh, on CBC Gem starring Issei Takahashi. And, uh, I, I, I don't think they're actually going to so get so that. What you're but... saying is the long con here is to get JoJo's on, on, on CBC. I don't think that... Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's get JoJo's on Sunday. That's a great idea. Actually, Netflix has it locked down now, pretty much. I, know, I don't I think know, it's. I, uh, I think if it's going to show up anywhere, it's there. I don't know what's going to go on with that live-action drama. But, yeah, Netflix seems to be snatching up titles from Viz. Uh, 
I don't know about you, Carl. I think it seems like Viz is kind of, uh, they're kind of falling out of anime distribution. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. I mean, it does feel weird to see how many of the things that they had gradually end up in other hands. Ones that they could have, I mean, Netflix, I get it. You can't, Netflix wants something, you're not winning that fight. <laughs> um, they will spend a stupid amount of money on very questionable decisions. Not that that's related to recent news that's relevant to this podcast, but on the other hand, there's other things, titles that uh, have sort of fallen out of their hands that I'm like, really? It's, it would have seemed like it would be easy to, to hang on to if you cared. So, um, which is great. I'm like, I'm actually happy that, you know, they maybe don't have Honey and Clover because, like, then I can just, again, it's streaming everywhere now. It's available in Canada. You turn on Con TV and they're running just hours of Honey and Clover. What a shame. <laughs> Um, but it does seem like they're really doubling down and focusing on manga, which to be fair is a pro move. Um, Jump Plus seems to be tremendously popular. Manga Plus seems to be tremendously popular. Like those services are doing very well. People are, you know, like the, the understanding I've gotten from people who are in the manga industry, who I am acquainted with on Twitter and IRL is that it's just been going gangbusters during the pandemic uh, to the point where they're they're really in these crunches of <laughs> we, 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 we ran our usual print run and then it sold out faster than we expected. And now there's supply chain issues. So rather than our usual turnaround on an extra print run, like all of this just in time production stuff is catching up with them. If you're buying Chainsaw Man, don't miss a volume. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, but but here's the thing. That's great problems for Viz. Like, that, they're fine with that because it means that they're making money hand over fist. And it's just they're currently limited on even making even more money a bit. Though I'm sure a lot of people have been like, I can't get this volume. Well, I'm going to pick up a month of, of Jump Plus or something, which just turns into that's another ambient subscription, right? Yeah. So... I, you know, I can't blame them for, for backing out, especially when it's always been something they've kind of hemmed and hawed on, um, relative to companies that focus on it and really make it their passion. Like, you just take a look at how a right stuff would subtitle something versus Viz in terms of just the level of effort in DVD subtitles you would yeah, 15 and a, years ago. And I mean, just in terms That's of. kind of the story, isn't it? Like, just in terms of distribution, they would net, they, they, I mean, they relied on Hulu for so long for their distribution in North America, which has yeah. always been a huge problem in Canada because they would give exclusivity for titles to Hulu and then just not do anything about the Canadian market. This has been exactly. a huge problem over the last decade. And it seems to more or less be working itself out now as these Viz titles are kind of falling into other hands, showing up elsewhere. They're just not bothering to, to pin down stuff. Like, they basically let Funimation have Megalobox. Netflix yeah. is getting JoJo's. Netflix is getting more Sailor Moon. Uh, they got the movie. They're, they seem to be trying to get all of it piecemeal or uh, piece by piece uh, if they can. And I, I yeah, have no doubt they will the, succeed in that yeah, eventually. Yeah, there may be a lot of them having to like ask to why chunk by chunk. They may not be able to get that lock, stock, and barrel. It may be like, no, you're going to sign seven different contracts. <laughs> yeah. You get one for each. But again, they're good for it. And gradually, I mean, I will say like Netflix does seem to be learning how the, the Japanese market works a bit more. I mean, they're still upset because they can't license things like the just creator rights are so much stronger in Japan, but they're, be, I think they're beginning to just settle and deal with it. Like, all right, I guess we can't just own this shit in perpetuity forever Disney style because that's not how this shit works. 
Yeah. Um, but having it for right now is still, you know, value generated, et cetera, whatever. And I imagine the ratios on value generated for anime are probably still pretty great, yeah. especially for licensed content. In, so. in terms of this Viz stuff that, that we can't get, and uh, mm-hmm. again, I don't think they're going to be withdrawing. I don't think they're like dropping anime, but they're, they're certainly stepping back from it considerably and not being that aggressive when it comes to well, I mean, self-streaming or, or they, even they, on they net, video. I mean, the second they were like, hey, we couldn't make Neon Alley work, um, the fact that they had, you know, that they're yeah. like, well, then we'll just we'll just throw it over to Hulu. Like, as the streaming era has progressed, eventually this was going to be some degree of Viz throwing it over the wall to someone else. But if you're doing that, you're not really different at that point to other smaller anime distributors um, who'd also do physicals and then throw streaming over the wall to, to you know, to other folks. Um, and those, all of those other distributors are frankly just vastly more passionate about yeah. the space. So, you know, at what point do you just say, like, hey, we've got our lane. Why are we why are we putting energy into this? Yeah. But there's there's uh, one thing that Hulu still has locked down that yep. they don't seem no one is budging on, which is the rest of Inuyasha. We got those first two seasons on a whole bunch of services. But for some reason, I, I you know, it seems like Hulu just has the rest of it nailed down in the U.S. And that's keeping everyone else from having it. Uh, I don't know if it's because, you know. Crave and Funimation and, and Crunchyroll, did, did they, did, are they just not aware of the fact that like those seasons are not available in other countries and have I, never I, been? Like, I, I don't know if it's... I, I'm, I'm sure people have, have brought it up to them. I just have a sneaking suspicion given that there have been other people who have had trouble, other businesses that have had trouble with their Hulu contracts that maybe it's under something particularly pernicious. Because remember, that, that's part of why uh, Venture Brothers got like quasi Candace because there was no way, clear way for Adult Swim to back out of its Hulu contract for it. And they weren't going to give that streaming stuff to Disney. It was bad yeah. enough it was Fox and Disney. And like at this point where it was like very just plainly, you're helping a competitor, right? Yeah. With the thing, uh, the thing with Inu Yasha. Uh, I, 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 you, yeah, but that's what I'm saying is, is like it may be under some sort of. It was one I, of the, who, who knows what they signed for that. It was one <laughs> of the earliest titles that they negotiated with Hulu. So. You know, they, maybe they didn't even know what they were doing at that time. I don't know. There's a possibility because yeah. they didn't realize what they signed. Yeah. But I find it weird of... that, like, not even Netflix. Like, how, how global is Netflix really if they don't see, like, oh, this major, major title is missing most of its seasons in Canada. We can't get it in the U.S. We'll just get it for that country. Like, they, they don't... Um, Oh, yeah, but they, don't, Netflix, they don't get that specific. With, with Netflix, it may be some goofy, you know, like, oh, the algorithm says we have enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the the mindless black box says we're fine, so we will worship at the computer. And yeah. meanwhile, people are like, I'm going to cancel a Netflix subscription because this ain't doing nothing for me. Yeah. I would, uh, I'd love to see Crave get Inuyasha because, like, it, it's, like, the most logical title for them. It has been w- over one year now since Sailor Moon dropped on Crave. Um and I mean, My, thankfully, it's still there. But I uh, like what better start could you get for for licensing titles? And that they've they've delivered nothing. It's I I, I mean, I'm going to say blowing. some of it may just just be you know current events throwing things into disarray. But it's also grave, and they've always kind of had weird follow through. <laughs> um, and it's. The, 
Crave is another thing that I do wonder how it's going to fare long term because I mean you've got you know a big chunk of some of the stuff that it had was stuff that would be on uh what was originally CBS All Access now Paramount Plus and like they're very clearly trying to push that specifically in Canada. So longer term, you know, does that chunk of the Crave library carve away? Yeah, I mean, um, which does which does include technically some CanCon, uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, you know, animated in Vancouver, uh, but in a union shop, mind you, the first one in Canada. Right on. You know, got a shot. Got to give credit where credit's due. Yeah. Um, and Lord knows, Lord knows, Canadian animations needed it. Um, sure does. Uh, in, in a lot of its shops, um, not all of them, but some of them for sure. Uh, there's, you know, like I just Crave is in a weird position because it's so much of its value is it's HBO and Showtime and a bunch of other American streaming stuff just kind of stapled together, and as those companies kind of start to say like hey we have to compete with netflix on the world stage um we can't just keep selling them we can't we can't just keep doing this fast money stuff that is selling our future uh, and th- at what this point is does why that s- just sort of balkanize crave beyond salvageability and i mean as we t- kind of talked about in the like in the long game this might actually put cbc gem in a stronger position than crave which is kind of funny to think about now but yeah. we'll, we'll see well, what I happens. Mean, I, but, I mean, CBC, CBC is a more serious content producer yeah. in some ways than Crave does. But Crave, but critically for, for Crave, they have that HBO content. And yeah. Bell oh. as a company can probably hold on to it as long as they want to. Um, they can hold on to it as long as they want to, unless, you know, I guess this will now be Discovery Warner. And, <laughs> and, Discovery, and, Discovery, and I'll keep in mind, Discovery Plus has been doing a bunch of ad push up here, too. If Discovery Warner says, like, no, just like we're pushing Discovery Plus up here as its own thing, we're going to push HBO Max as a thing internationally, man, all bets are off. Um, yeah. And again, this is not something that necessarily is going to result in less Canadian content. I mean, Discovery is built on tons of stuff that's being done up here in Canada for cheap. <laughs> Uh, tons of documentary programming and reality programming being being cranked out for that up here. Um, but... It's very hard to say how this is going to go in the long yeah, run. I, I, I think, I I think it's only, I, I think focusing on the short term for for a lot of this streaming stuff is probably better because you you, you can actually predict what's going to happen. You you can, it's wildly unpredictable <laughs> in the long term. Just going back to Crave in terms of their strategy of rolling out content, uh, it is worth noting that just in this past week they added a whole bunch of Bollywood content just out of nowhere it wasn't even announced in advance and for streaming services a lot of the time bollywood is kind of considered a similar niche to anime so they are you know they're they're kind of uh they're getting their fingers in that stuff and and getting it out there and trying to cover those bases uh, in the way that most streaming services try to and have already done years in advance of Crave well, and, doing it. And, and, and talk about streaming services that uh, talk about a niche that has its own massive streaming service industry outside of the regular industry, just the way anime does, right? Like there's tons of just Bollywood exclusive mm-hmm. services, Bollywood exclusive over the top uh, linear as well. So, yeah. um, you know, and Lord knows Canada has the population to support it. So it's, you know, it's almost, almost surprising that wasn't there in Crave from the jump. Yeah, exactly. They're they're ve- they are slow. They are very slow. <laughs> I think there's a good chance we're, we're going to see Crave jump on anime 
um, eventually, and I think it's important that they do. It is very important. But, you know, how long is it going to take them? I don't know. Tell them you want to see it. That's yeah. that's the best thing I can recommend. They have they have their little email address and phone number, whatever. Tell them. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I uh, I I don't know. I don't know how to organize. Like, how do you get how do you get call people to action these days on social media? Uh, I don't even know. I'm 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 too old for this. <laughs> change change org petition. <laughs> hey, you're supporting a Canadian based company, by the way. If you do that. Uh, no, no, do not do a petition, please. Don't even try. <laughs> I know. Um, getting anime on Crave or or Adult Swim Canada, which um, uh, that's another thing. Um, actually, before we get to that, there's another streaming player that's going to start running anime, and it's Disney Plus uh, at long last. Not something oh. I think anyone was looking forward to. <laughs> Uh, but it, yeah, they're going to be adding a few titles, including Black Rock Shooter Downfall, a Summertime Rendering, uh, Tatami Time Machine Blues, which is a sequel to Tatami Galaxy, and Twisted Wonderland, which is the um, Disney Prince Bishi um, gacha game thing. That's, yeah, some of, uh, some of those titles anime. are like some of those titles are like wild. Summertime Rendering. I mean, there's another thing that you would have thought maybe it would be a Viz title because, of course, it's uh, ran in, I think, it ran on online Jump stuff, but I think it eventually made it to the main magazine. No, it was just, it was just Jump Plus. So, just Jump Plus? Yeah. Um, but did very well on for them on Jump Plus. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, it it, it, um, it ran for hundreds of chapters. Um, and I, I rather enjoyed it. I was not, I did not expect to because it's not usually my lane, but it does, it is really good. But that is... Not Disney friendly. So, it is. It is brutal. One <laughs> critical brutal thing topic. here that has not been widely publicized is that in the presentation, if you watch the actual presentation where these mm. were announced um, by Disney Plus Japan, they were they had the Disney Plus Star so they're all branding on them. Star so that means something. that in Japan and presumably in most other regions, including Canada, they will be on Disney Plus Star. Uh, but in the U.S., this means that they are likely going to be on Hulu. This might give us a hint of what Hulu's strategy for anime is going to be going forward. If it's going to be in lockstep with um, Disney Plus Star, which I got to say, I, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't think that even Disney Plus Star was going to um, get into anime. But that that seems like it might be their strategy going forward. And uh, it doesn't it doesn't seem as strange when you think of it that way. Well, I mean, it's it's Disney, and they always want to have, you know, like they're they have survived the past couple decades basically on aggressively acquiring IP, and that is a pretty big well of creative talent to not have really any solid handle on, um, and one that has certainly taken eyeballs and dollars away from them and turned around, and then they've influence the people that they then hire to make stuff uh, otherwise um owl house is owl house is a lot of anime in it yep <laughs> and it's fantastic for it um but yeah like i can see disney just sort of being like hey writing's on the wall you have to be in this loop uh for real and in terms of being funding stuff and owning stuff um I, I wonder how I wonder how comfortable that is for Disney too, because again, like this is not going to have, you know, haha, we own this forever kind of contracts on it, um, or they're going to be a lot harder for them to do with yeah. uh, those creatives. But 
you know, on the other hand, otherwise you're kind of surrendering that audience to um, Sony. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll we'll see how that <laughs> we'll see how this plays out because I mean, Disney Plus is probably the one streaming platform I just don't want at all, even uh, even if someone else is paying for it for me. So yeah, and, like, as we've I, seen it's, with it's Am- a... as we've seen with Amazon, um, even just having all the money in the world doesn't mean that you're gonna you know, dominate in this market. You have to, no. um, you have to adapt, yeah. uh, even if you adapt very messily. And I, yeah. I have a feeling that Disney plus star is not going to do that so well, but we'll see. I, we'll see what happens. I, like I said, they, they, they've certainly, they're, they're paying for some top shelf, interesting stuff. It's the kind of stuff that will, will get coverage and attention, you know, assuming uh, quality execution. Like I have very little worries about something that's spun off a Tatami galaxy. I, you know, probably should be built well. Um, but, you know, uh, this has been a year that has shown anime struggle with uh, some baseline quality of animation <laughs> um, and in ways that you can't just say, like, well, it's because things have changed up. It's like everybody's things have changed up. That's not the problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. But like I said, I mean, like I said, I, like I said, to me, the part of the reason why I can see them doing that is because Sony is now Sony on is now they're going to be kind of the, they are the, they're, they're not even like a, the, the 800 pound gorilla in the room. They are the 10 ton, uh, King Kong in the room. They're not all, the they're that. multiple gorillas <laughs> duct taped together. Very, well. <laughs> they are, they, <laughs> they're like a frigging getter of gorillas. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Funimation, um, all, Almost certainly going to be absorbing Crunchyroll. Like I can't see it playing out any other way because that's what's been going on in other regions. This is, this is what happened in Australia. Funimation absorbed Anime Lab. They basically just had people import their accounts into Funimation um, by and, and released a really condescending kind of trailer communicating this to people. And I think their platform is probably just designed to do that, basically. So I, I mean, I think Wakanim is probably was... next. Wakanim is probably next. Uh, for I can see, I can see them maybe leaving the French language stuff for last. But like to me, yeah, I mean, here, especially because like there was a lot of back and forth with nothing solid, but in terms of different people who are industry savvy saying like that price tag includes the technology and other people who are also in the loop saying like, I can't because that's what's underpinning HBO max and back and forth on that. But to me, it would never make any sense for me to me for Funimation to pick up Crunchyroll for the IT. Cause one, they fired a bunch of it in rolling things together for just even back in the churn media days. And then certainly as you know, people were, yeah, uh, platforms were borrowed and, and IP used to, to underpin Macs and stuff. Meanwhile, the whole reason Funimation was probably bought by Sony <laughs> was because Sony was providing Funimation with the streaming platform. That's pack. how it's. That's how and, it started. That's 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 the, that's that's the little that's the little domino that got flicked to The domino that gets flicked here is Funimation stops building their own IP and just licenses a turnkey solution from Sony. Yeah. Next domino, Sony realizes Funimation is clowning crackle crackle in traffic. <laughs> Yeah. So and so is like, hey, you want to just be part of the Sony family? And they're yeah. like, yeah, sure. So, and then of course that gives them all the relevant, you know, like those things just keep rolling forward. Yeah. So yeah, like, and it's it's fine 
Um, I think it's part of why I felt like so out of trying to like look at anything this season is just resigning myself to the inevitable. Like you're gonna just have a Funimation subscription. Everything's virtually everything's gonna be on Funimation except for like a handful of things on other platforms. Well, um, notably, when uh, when Funimation absorbed Anime Lab, it took all the content with it except mm-hmm. one title. Uh, Interspecies Reviewers, which Anime Lab was uh, famously the only Anglo service that was providing that. And, uh, yeah, they uh, they shut that down. And also, oh. apparently, Anime Lab was a much superior platform in terms of uh, the quality to Funimation. Yeah, um, I've heard back and forth. I, I I don't think anybody's happy with Funimation or Crunchyroll consistently. See, this, but... is, this is the thing, is that you hear so many, when Sony bought Crunchyroll, to mm-hmm. you know, and made it clear they're going to merge it with Funimation. Everyone has mm-hmm. been, so many people have been decrying uh, what this means for competition, and it's just like, mm-hmm. what competition? Like Crunchyroll and Funimation, when they were separate companies, they were competitive. Like gas stations are competitive. Like it's <laughs> true. No, like it, if anything, they were in a contest to see who could provide the worst service. Crunchyroll finally adds their download feature for mm-hmm. for downloading on. Um, and so you can watch on um, data off you know, with data off. off and, but they put it on a higher tier. So Funimation puts theirs on a higher tier too. It's just like, yeah. like what, what the, if anything, actually Funimation just implemented a whole bunch of improvements on, if you go to Funimation.com on the website, they actually enhance the player. It's much better now. Uh, apparently iOS has gotten a big upgrade. That's uh, that's fixed a lot of the problems. So now, now that they have no competition or less competition and have just absorbed all the other companies now they're fixing their shit. Like, well, like what? Well, they're like, hey, we better we we, we better fix all this stuff before people realize, uh, you know, for old school titles, people can load up uh, Retro Crush's stuff, and it works pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No, it's. I don't know, man. And it's also, I mean, the 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 issue of competition is definitely not one in terms of consumer availability i do wonder if this is going to be like the the squeeze that puts things over the top for uh anime uh, production because where previously you know funimation and crunchyroll might have fought over something um and and bid it up a bit uh i guess you're i guess you're hoping that netflix and disney fills that void question mark i don't know like um Sucks, man. man. It just, it just, yeah. I just, I just feel like you know who's gonna really lose in that is the person who's like living in an animator dormitory. Yep. That, um, you know, that the only reason they're they're surviving is because they have a Patreon, and I think that's pretty, like, it's it's very bleak to look at like these people who are in those roles and be like, man, most of them probably would eat better, just you know, certainly if they were could pivot to games, but just like. Doing Dojin and having a Patreon, they'd probably be a personal Patreon. They'd probably be doing as well or better when you look at these numbers for like what they're getting for a series. And I'm like, that's and I mean, I I hate that's this. not sustainable over the yeah. long term. And this whole Funimation Crunchyroll merger does not provide any indication any indication that that'll be fixed. I mean, let's get you want to get really in the nitty gritty. CloverWorks is a Sony subsidiary cloverworks of course famously imploded during uh wonder egg yeah uh with you know cuts having to go overseas to fans fan artists i don't see this merger suddenly being an infusion of cash and more importantly just breathing room time frame to avoid that 
Yeah, I am. Um, that's deeper and more structural. I mean, there's a lot of people who get into this issue much deeper than I For do, sure. uh, or that we do on this show. Um, I don't. I don't. There's no simple solution to this, unfortunately. No, it, it's so baked into the industry uh, that even for these giant companies to be, you know, buying things up or injecting all this money in, like it's it's not realistic for even to expect even them to address it in a way that isn't like a band aid. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it sucks. Hell world. <laughs> yeah, I I hope I hope change does come, but it, you know it has to come from within japan really that's but hey you know what some places seem to be doing good work um and, and like i have a sneaking suspicion these are these issues aren't something maybe we're that are there with uh you know the new blade runner which may, where are we getting that we getting blade so runner? we are getting blade runner black yes. lotus so it is coming it's going to be on Crunchyroll, and it's going to be airing on Adult Swim Canada. This has been confirmed for quite a while. Uh, so we, it still hasn't been confirmed exactly when it's going to be airing in Canada, but in the U.S., uh, it has been confirmed for midnight November 13th. And Gotta be given, nice if that lined up. Given that Warner um, has been pushing this, I think, harder than any other anime that they have ever run on Adult Swim. Because they I, own the Blade Runner IP. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I can't imagine that it's not going to simulcast uh, here. Uh, so it, we're probably going to be seeing it exact time, exact date, as the U.S. broadcast. Uh, so, I mean, there's maybe so, like so, a so. tiny chance that they will, you know, pull the same thing they did with Season 2 of Game of Seto and run it on Sundays instead because they don't run anything of uh of real value on Saturday nights right now, but I, I I'm pretty sure they're gonna simulcast it, and they're gonna probably push it along with you know their DC DTVs that they do run at that yeah. time and and maybe something else and so 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 in other words not so not so in other words not like politically album progressive and not like Fena <laughs> that'd be odd like I if I were a more optimistic person I would predict that they're gonna I, know, I wish they, 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 that, that they're holding them back. <laughs> They're holding those titles back to run them along with Blade Runner, but I, I don't think that's going to happen. Unfortunately, I, re- I yeah, really want to see that so happen, well. but I, uh, I don't think it is. And I mean, it, it's disappointing because like this is this this it would be a great opportunity to actually um, get a block going. Um, holy crap! And, that would I mean that's a really good hour and a half yeah. of cartoons like yeah. Blade Runner, Fena, and the Fully Coolie sequels. Yeah. And if you're to clarify for anyone who's not sure or wonders why this stuff is running on Adult Swim Canada after they haven't run anime for so long, or why Blade Runner is running and that there's the possibility of Fena and Fully Coolie running, it's because these are Adult Swim co-productions, and yeah, they they own them. <laughs> they own them. They are part of the deal that Chorus has with Adult Swim, with first-run content that they have, or with with um original new content that they automatically have access to to run as part of that deal. Which is why they Princess Seto for the same reason. Yeah, like, it's the same stuff. Like even the, like it doesn't matter that it's anime and that there's an anime studio involved for all intents and purposes. They're just Adult Swim shows that yeah. happen to be anime. <laughs> yes, and yeah, and for some reason they just said, "Oh, we're not going to air Fena." It's so far. I mean, who knows? But in, in, so in far. a way, like it makes sense that if they're like running this anime content for the first time, they're going to start with Blade Runner because it's a recognizable best, title. Best foot forward. And again, it is something that 
Warner is really, really pushing. Like, they're already running ads for it on Adult Swim. It would be a missed opportunity to not, you know, use this as a way of getting something bigger. I am I am hoping that at the very least, when, you know, we get that new Shenmue uh, series next year and also Uzumaki, we might see those simulcasts. We'll have two hours of content. They yeah. have two hours. Can you imagine Blade Runner, yeah. Shenmue, fully coolly sequels, you know, Fena. There's your, there's your, and that being the launch of a Canadian tsunami. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think never it's, it, it's important. <laughs> Obviously, like if Blade Runner does well, they'll also think, oh, this was successful because it's Blade Runner, not because it's anime. That's possible. Yeah. I think it's still important to to they watch just start the buying, show. Like, weird and, 3D shows. <laughs> it it's probably important to to support the show as it's running. If you get yeah. Adult Swim Canada, if you ha- if you are like a a ratings household and have like a numeris box absolutely make sure that you are watching Blade Runner when it runs every time on TV live. Um, But notably, um, you have other ways of watching it now that actually might matter, make your, uh, your view count better. You can watch adult swim live or the programs on demand on the global app. So if you, if you don't have cable or you know someone who is willing to lend you their login, you can actually watch it on there. Uh, and you know they'll they know who's watching it or they know how many people are watching it on the yeah. app. They can actually track it directly. So that's a great way of supporting it and we're supporting anime on TV. If you watch Blade Runner that way or any other future shows that they add uh, in that manner. Another way you can watch and support the show without cable is Stack TV, uh, which is a streaming sub channel on Amazon Prime Video that also gives you access to Adult Swim and a bunch of other chorus channels too. Uh, it's fairly pricey at $12.99 a month, but it does have a 30-day free trial, so you can at least use it to lend your eyeballs to the very, uh, very crucial first few episodes of Blade Runner Black Lotus that will air. Uh, it also offers Adult Swim linear and on demand, and I recommend watching. Uh, both linear and on demand, regardless of uh, of how you're viewing it. And I know that you know a lot of people don't really think anime running on TV is important anymore, or that it's kind of a ridiculous issue. And I'll, I'll admit, I think it's kind of become a niche interest for people like me. But it is something that a lot of people care about. So if you do care, you should definitely jump on this and it's, it's make also your view It's also just another way to try and make sure more of this stuff is a, is is available otherwise like there's not um yeah that's that's the other thing adult swim canada even if you don't care about television broadcasts for anime in canada and you know it's still important because you know there's thousands or tens of thousands maybe even more people who just leave adult swim canada on the background to watch family guy reruns those people might if the anime is running on the station they might see anime they would otherwise never check it out. Maybe it would pique their interest in a way that yeah. Netflix never could, or the Netflix algorithms never could. And, the, the, um, and Netflix so algorithms may specifically steer them away from. <laughs> yeah, like I, I mean, I, I, uh, my dad uses my Netflix account. I've looked at his profile a few times, and like you wouldn't even know that they have anime based on his view, like the way the, the algorithms deliver content to him. So I think that's the case for a lot of people. So that's you know, TV is still important, but even if you think it isn't. Uh, even if you think it's a ridiculous issue and, and doesn't matter, note that because Fena's not running on TV in Canada, this is holding back the download to own options for the English dub on like Google Play and yeah. Apple Store. And, so uh, typically what and, happens and, and, is and, that and, those episodes will not be available until they broadcast in this market. Yeah. So, excuse me. And this means that 
the English dub for that show is not available legally right now. Yeah. And, you know, it's important that it is. So that's well, and especially why because physicals are always, especially because physicals are always hard to get up here at the best of times. And, you know, we were very lucky. Fully Cooley got physicals. Uh, the show sequels got physicals pretty quickly. I'm sure Blade Runner will get physicals sooner than later because it's Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, Fena, man, that is an open question with all of yeah. the... Things really in motion right now. Yeah. There could, you know, maybe because it was also Crunchyroll Code Pro and that's going to be a Funimation thing, maybe like, maybe that will make things easier. Maybe that will make things tremendously harder, in which case digital download to own becomes important, uh, to the market because it may be the only way you get to have a copy full stop. Um, so yeah, like, we want, this stuff needs to be in circulation. The more of it's in circulation, the more all the other stuff that your particular way of engaging with the medium uh, leans on are likely to occur. <laughs> exactly. It's oh, all, you're a physical person? All, it is all connected. It still hinges on this other stuff. Yeah. yeah no, unfortunately, yeah. these are an interconnected series of, 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 of messes, and that's what we call the media. <laughs> exactly. And, like, they want, even if, even if you could argue that broadcast has no actual value, in a practice that's not sense. what unfortunately that's what not what broadcast thinks that's so not what they think you gotta so, live with it <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta play this game if you want it all to to work properly so that's what i say if you care if you do care about anime on tv honestly fena pirate princess might be your hill to die on when it comes to this honestly, um so, like i watched i watched some of it on Crunchyroll, and like thank you know god bless that we get the the, 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 the subs up there, here yeah. at least yeah. like that's something um Man, they really like it. It is a gorgeous show. They, you know, it's like, great. Yeah, IG, IG really went all out on it, and it's a fun show. Yeah, um, it almost feels it's a it's a the only my only caveat with it is thinking about that being on Adult Swim, and I'm like, man, that shit would have been on in the afternoons in the year 2000. Like that would have been come from come home from school stuff. It's and crazy, like, man. That's that's. <laughs> It would have been so great. Like that's the kind of that's the kind. It's the kind of show that I'm like. That's the kind of show that gets people into the medium because you just have to like recognize the work and quality of it. And I, that's why I'm 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 so shocked we don't have a simulcast. And I'm like I'm hoping there's some sort of clever. Hey, we're gonna build off of Blade Runner and then we're gonna start like cycling these things in. But uh, I'm not I'm not yeah. looking I'm not looking to be disappointed. Um, <laughs> it's the one to push for if uh, if you want to push for anything, or maybe well at least for, for at least for right now. I mean, in, until Shenmue comes up, and then maybe that's the next thing you you, you needle on. We'll see. Um, I, I'm fully coolly, of course. If they could if they could get that on the air or go through the effort to get that on the air, that could uh, lead to some good things as well. Um, yeah. If you do want to contact Adult Swim Canada, worth noting they don't have any social media whatsoever, and, and it's because they want to. They want to create this idea that they're synced with the U.S. Adult Swim Canada and that, or sorry, the U.S. Adult Swim, and that you just use their social media channels. But you know, there's so much difference between the two networks that it doesn't really. There's so many, That's so many differences between the two versions of the station. It doesn't work. But you can email them. There's Adult Swim Canada at coruscant.com. Note that the email address they have listed on their website at adultswim.ca is wrong. <laughs> they have a info at adultswimcanada.ca listed at the bottom. That email address does not exist. Don't use it. But if you wanna if you wanna get through to them, you can email them that way. I think Chorus has a phone number for viewer relations. 
I I don't know. You can try calling that if you want. I'm I'm too old for that shit. But uh, I mean, yeah. uh, it's 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 the kind of thing where uh, I'm I'm sure whoever is manning that line or whatever person has to listen to those voicemails would be absolutely enjoy the break of their day of people standing for anime on Adult Swim Canada in between olds probably being like uh, NCIS didn't work on the global. <laughs> <laughs> so give them oh, a break. Man. Yeah. You know, because it's probably it's probably manned by uh, no older than a zillennial. <laughs> yeah. I, um, so, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know how to, like, push causes like this online anymore. I'm, I'm just too old. If you're one of those and for an E people on social media who have been, like, aggressively posting and ha- using abusing hashtags to bring attention to getting a new season of that show, please tell me how it works, or share your um, your resources with us and, and help push for Fena and Fooly Cooly and these other shows on Adult Swim Canada. That'd be really cool. One other note about Adult Swim, this is a little, little uh, side note. Um, in the U.S., you may have heard, um, they have now lost the rights to Family Guy because it's reverted to Disney. And uh, as a result of that, FXX has now inherited those Fox shows that have usually dominated adult swim schedule for you know 15 mm-hmm. to 20 years now what's funny is that if you look at the fxx current schedule it's almost indistinguishable from adult swim canada <laughs> <laughs> they schedule it exactly the same way with just these blocks of um these blocks of family guy all day and, yeah. and bob's burgers uh, <laughs> it, i'm going to be very curious to see how that all i mean this is all the other reason um for adult swim canada to try to you know diversify their bonds uh to put it mildly like i maybe they'll have all of those fox shows forever because of different contracts and stuff but um you know disney's pushing things up here too and uh i just would think it'd be prudent. well this goes to another <laughs> possible um telecom merger news with oh. rogers and shaw because rogers oh, currently yeah, owns yeah, fx and fxx canada um the funny thing about those two companies is that for decades they have divided the country up for internet and telephone services like rogers well they've swapped around but for the most part shaw serves certain provinces mostly in the west rogers serves other provinces mostly in central canada and the east um and it is it is the most blatant like here are here are two telecoms owned by two uh, long money families we're talking money trusts and all this stuff for any of our non-Canadian listeners, like imagine, imagine, uh, you know, like how Viacom's a, a redstone thing. Um, imagine that it was so huge that basically it split America in twain <laughs> between two rich families. Mm-hmm. That's telecom in Canada with regards to Shaw and Rogers. Yeah. And it's terrible. And icing on that cake, Rogers in the, is in the middle of a pissy board structure which i honestly hope screws up the shot deal <laughs> i hope it does too it's been uh it's been kind of fun to uh to watch that but but the the funny thing is that it's competition wise it's not going to make that much of a difference for telephone and internet services because they've the divided only, it up that way the it only is... thing the only thing it would have any impact on is shaw of course bought uh Wind Mobile and turned it into Freedom, Freedom Mobile. Mobile yeah. So our, our 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 closest thing to a a a, a number a, a fourth national carrier, unless you're rural, in which case gets get stuffed. Um, 
would then be, of course, just another Rogers thing. That's which of course what means Roger would have, which means Rogers would have eaten both attempts yeah. at a fourth carrier. That's what it's uh, in all about. They just want to. They just want to. That's what it's all about. They just want to merge those two together under yeah. one corporate overlord. Yeah. And yeah. um, um and, and, and the again, funny thing is that it's, by a, like not even not even not even like a, a stock that's like I mean yes there's publicly traded stock but in terms of how these things are actually ruled it's literally family politics so it's like it's like the worst it's it's like it's gross yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so like if the competition brio were to review it and okay the deal but say that you have to sell off freedom mobile to 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 clinch the deal um mm-hmm. it would they would cancel it because it's all that's all that's all, all that it's about all that it's yeah. for and if it does go through then we're gonna see Rogers and like Rogers um, television branch mm-hmm. production branch or Rogers television branch merge with um, chorus and that's going to be super messy. And then you're going to see FXX and F or FX and FXX Canada under that chorus label. So maybe they'll, <laughs> maybe they'll mix things up between those two stations. Um, I'm not expecting to see Lo- loiter squad airing during the day again, though, uh, on adult swim Canada. That's, Probably not happening, but you yeah, see... it, 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 which is which is wild. It's all like, yeah, who, you know, who was Lotus Quote by like Tyler the Creator? Oh, you mean the guy who had like one of the best-selling rap albums of the past year and who won a Grammy for the album before that? You know, like just all this, you know, incredibly notable musician. You had one of their TV shows. You could just run it, whatever. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to run that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, goofy. Interesting. All the interesting that most of the black lead shows uh seem to have kind of disappeared from adult swim canada too Ooh. oh yeah but, uh, they're running oh. they're running super dave osborne in the mornings now they're getting uh, a little more creative with their canicon i guess i am man jesus yeah. <laughs> uh, they're running on um also rick and morty uncensored uh for, for the second give them that that's uh that's cool i guess yeah. Um, well, and it's also it, it, it points that means that we have dropped. Didn't we have some sort of run around where where they accidentally dropped the uncensored version earlier before the U.S. version had ever aired? Oh, the recent episode. Probably. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, right, yeah they um, on video on demand they released a, a Rick and Morty episode early. I think <laughs> um, that was cool. Yeah. It's always fun when that happens. Yeah. As long as no one gets fired. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and if you're listening to this, you got fired. I'm sorry to hear that, yeah. but thank you for screwing up (laughs) i think the only other thing i wanted to talk about i don't even know if i really feel like talking about it is the new communications bills that are uh coming through you may have heard of bill c10 we haven't talked about it well we we talked about it when it was sort of in the planning stages i i didn't we we haven't talked about it on the show too much since the bill was actually passed in parliament because this has been kind of a weird uh uh, thing that conservatives have jumped on, um, you know, in a way that's not really cool. But uh, those bills will be back, and I mean, I guess some people might be wondering if it's going to affect anime. Um, I don't think it will. I think it's. I think anime is going to completely slip under the radar with this. Personally, is is Funimation even? You know, I mean, it was one thing. It was two separate things. That definitely is going to slip under the radar. But even as one monolith, are you really going to chase something just because Sony owns it? I don't know. Well, it's worth noting that a larger, like a, a more detailed version of the bill has been kind of circulated online. It includes <laughs> a list of services that might be reviewed for, that could theoretically be reviewed for regulation 
under the new mm-hmm. bill. Uh, no, like it, it had stuff like <laughs> like Shutter or and um, and Acorn did not have any anime services listed at all. To be uh, to be fair, I never see an anime service advertise, whereas Acorn constantly advertises yeah. on over the top uh, streaming services um, linear. Yeah, like every other ad is going to be like Acorn. Uh, don't be an idiot about COVID. Uh, occasionally politics, which is hilarious. Um, I can't remember what I was. Oh, when I was streaming Gravitation at first, it was during the election season, and it was just hilarious to see ads for the concern. <laughs> they they yep. have clearly no idea where their ad buys are going. I'm like, no one watching this is going to vote. But uh, but yeah, I I think that even at worst, I think Funimation like might be reviewed for regulation if they were they regulated probably, they they yeah. they probably have to pay into the, the the media funds unpopular opinion i think they should pay into the media funds i'm not gonna lie i don't think they're going to be required to exhibit um canadian content or anything i, I don't think well, I, feel, I also feel like there would be a real like to, the 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 loophole that you can always try to drive the truck through is, is saying all right we'll pay into the media funds and then to get our money back we'll We'll, we'll, we'll throw some we'll throw some dubs at Canada because we've technically already you know in the budget technically and it's already rinsing. That's a fantasy, as far as I'm concerned. And I, I don't think that'll happen. Also, um, I have no idea what's going to happen with uh, that. Gets back into where does Funimation where 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 how how do they structure themselves as they consume all of Crunchyroll stuff? Um, that's going to be its own interesting. Yeah, but like man, man, are they going to have like Funimation Expo now? Like. That, in, the, in a few short the, years, the branding is the big question. Like, there, yeah, obviously the for the platform, Funimation is going to absorb everything. But I think, is that platform is it going to be Funimation or is it going to be Crunchyroll? I don't know. We'll see. I think I, I think they're gonna so. they're gonna they're gonna. I don't think the Crunchyroll brand is going to go away if they eliminate the Crunchyroll brand. Frankly, they wasted their money because. They're gonna, I don't know. They're, they're going to they, lose they, they, subscribers they, they, over that. Yeah, but yeah, but they still would have eliminated a competitor and bought all of their content. So it's they didn't waste their money. They just didn't get the, the most. They paid bang way too much back. for it. <laughs> that's a that's a lot of money to pay just to eliminate your competitor. Ah, oh, but you also got X Arm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, for this Bill C ten, well, it won't be Bill C ten any uh, anymore. But um, yeah. Also, that's like, how they hi- get you, by the way. Yeah. They just they just keep changing the number to try and make you forget that yeah. it's the same shit. Yeah. Like High Dive and Retro Crush, they're absolutely oh, yeah. they're gonna completely it, slide under the radar. And all stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, and weirdly, I feel like High Dive now more than Retro Crush. I feel like Retro Crush is somehow kind of like come around the outside to be more more compelling. It's really weird. I guess that's the advantage of just like picking up everybody's classics and leftovers is you can just be like, hey, this is a pretty deep library really quick. I think we're going to leave it there for today. Pleasure as always. Thanks for coming on. Where can uh, where can everyone find you online? Um, You can find me online on most uh, platforms as at at Carl R. Olson, K-A-R-L-R-O-L-S-O-N. You can find my music under the name Ultraclastron which is just going to be hard to say, but I'm sure Siri will make it work if you ask uh, on all major platforms. And uh, that's kind of about it. I don't think anybody cares about seeing my very empty GitHub page. So, 
<laughs> All right. And thanks for tuning into Zon in Canada. You can reach me on Twitter at jbetteridge or email zonincanada at gmail.com. The theme song is by Ultraclystron and can be found on his album Packet Flood, which you can find at ultraclystron.com. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcast app of choice. See you again. Bye, everybody. Bye.